Wilhelm. Hey, I'm Z, your head janitor. I'm Laura, your deputy head janitor. And I'm Eris, the unpaid intern janitor. And today we're discussing the first of season two of Criminal Minds. Woo! Yeah. So what were you guys' favorite episodes? From, from did you have any that you were like right off the top, you were like, this is my jam? Or was this ep- this season a little harder to pick from than last season? There was definitely moments that I will treasure and probably like rewatch those episodes, mm-hmm. like just, just for those individual moments. I'm not really picking out like one that necessarily stands above the rest. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I love Prentice. Yeah. So, you know, any episode that, f- that features her heavily is definitely uh, up there. Yeah. But, um, this this season we we saw the, the exit of Lola Glaudini, who plays Elle Greenaway, and mm-hmm. then we saw the entrance of Emily Prentice, who's played by Padgett Brewster. Yep. yep. Spoilers for the other things I were going to say <laughs> that I'm not going to say. <laughs> um, so did you, Laura, did you have any that you were... I did, and I actually, I marked them. I started to, like, make a little notation that I really liked that episode, and then I stopped. So I had two. So for me, I think my favorite of the season, and this is going to sound really dark, was episode 11, Sex, Birth, Death. Oh, um, is that the one I'm thinking Yes, of? that's the one with Anton Yelchin mm-hmm. uh, who, as the guest star, yeah. which, uh, R.I.P. It's about a boy who's, like, fantasizing about murder and, right. like, is scared of that side of himself and, like, kind of bonds with Reed and wants to mm-hmm. get tested and figure out, like, what is wrong with me? Can I actually be saved? Right. And then coming to that conclusion that, like, the only way to keep people alive is for me to kill myself. Yeah. Like, so, like, the whole thing, and I think most of it is is because Anton Yelchin did such a good job as the guest star that I think, like, there's yeah. a lot of emotional threads there that, mm-hmm. like, Reed knows that he could potentially be a the worst serial killer they've ever seen, but yeah. he's also, like can we save this boy? And yeah. all that ensues. And then actually... Yeah, I really like that fun, one too. Yeah. yeah. Fun fact about that episode, the sketch that Spencer Reed walks in with of, what's his name? Nathan Harris, the Anton... Uh, what's his last name? Yelchin. Yelchin. I wanted to say Yelchin. Sketch that he walks in with after he first encounters him is something that Matthew Gray Goobler really did draw. He um, has like... Seems written, like it. Yeah. yeah. He's, like, he's written like children's books and stuff and like <laughs> illustrated them all in a That's his adorable because mm-hmm. it was like... Oh, it's cute. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, and it does look something like somebody would like sketch real fast because he's like, I gotta remember what this guy looked like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cheekbones. I just remember he looked real gone. Okay, yeah. 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 Cut yeah. that line in real hard. Yeah. Yeah. And then my other maybe favorite episode of the season was literally the next one, uh, Profiler Profiled, mm. when we get to hear uh, Morgan's backstory. He goes home to Chicago yeah. and we find out kind of more about what happened to him as a kid and mm-hmm. boy has trauma that he needs to to deal yeah. with. We we also got to see his birthday in that episode. Ah. And so I did his natal chart. Of course. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but we I have been keeping track of like all the things that we learn about each character mm-hmm. in each episode. And that episode by far has the most chunk of information about any character that we've gotten from any other episode so far. And you know what's fascinating, and I don't know if they did this on purpose um, or if they already knew or whatever. Like, you know, sometimes with seasons like this, you don't know what they wrote before they filmed various things. Right. But, like, I was looking through my notes for this season, and in season... Or sorry, uh, episode six, Boogeyman. Uh, Morgan is doing an interrogation with the guy that they suspect of murdering little boys all across this town. Right. And Morgan is like, 
way going nuts on this interrogation, like, to an extreme degree. Right. But I think it's because all of these cases are involving boys that got hurt and murdered. And I'm looking at it, I was like, okay, wait, there's a, that's like a little foreshadowing there into, like, what actually happened with his character and what happened in Chicago. So, like, that would make sense to me that he would just go ape shit in an interrogation. Right. For no reason. Because that's the one where he gets real personal. Yeah. Yeah, no, he was like, I I am going to fuck you up myself like yeah, yeah like what could it satisfy your wife <laughs> i think that it was that yeah and it was just like you gotta yeah no, he was he like was. really like personally attacking yes yeah. yes yeah. and i was just like this feels a little out of character for morgan and then a few episodes later you're like no that is not out of character That's, yeah <laughs> we have discovered a new layer of character yes. yeah, yeah. I, now that i'm thinking about it i actually really like i i don't like all of the episode in terms of like maybe the writing of it Mm -hmm. but I love all the character interaction and the stuff that happens the the episode where Reed gets kidnapped okay that one is episode uh, 14 Mm -hmm. the big game with Tobias Angle yeah it's It's a rough one. It's a rough mm-hmm. one, but you got to see the characters and they were so good. I really especially liked the portrayal with JJ where mm-hmm. she gets attacked by the dogs and she yeah. continually has trauma. That's terrifying. Yeah. Like a dog bite. You, and it's just like, oh, so a lot of shows will do the whole like FBI agent, like we've been trained to handle trauma, blah, blah, blah. Like have they? Usually they kind of brush that off as machismo. They're like, it was just a dog. I'm able to handle myself or whatever. Yeah. But this one was like, no, that's going to leave a lasting and also dogs are fucking everywhere that's going to leave a lasting feeling and it's going to be hard to get over jj has a it's kind of a throwaway line in a later episode i can't remember which one it is where she turned they're about to like raid someplace Uh and she turns to spencer and she goes we stick together this time and he's like absolutely almost it's the last last episode or maybe the one right before that yeah Yeah, she's like you and i stick together no matter what yeah i cheered on that point but yeah, and then like um, Reed getting through, giving the clue that lets Hotch know where he is. Yeah, and it's just like <clears throat> and stuff like because like he was devastated because he's like, oh, like I'm so glad that you like like when he finally met up and like he's like I'm so glad you understood what I meant yeah. because like what he said was harsh. Yeah, yeah. I kind of like the moment in that episode where he's leaving that signal for Hotch. Yeah, because then Hotch is like, "What do you guys know about me? You're 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 great. Everything's wonderful." <laughs> I sense a disturbance in the forest. We have to pretend that we like Hoster. <laughs> what I really like about that interaction is from season one, Hotch and Reed get kidnapped together. Yeah. And Hotch has to like give Reed clues mm. while he's talking to the unsub. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and this the, the, time around. One. Yeah. Where yeah. they get taken hostage in yes. the hospital. Yeah. And this time around it was, it yeah. was flipped. Reed was having to give Hotch. And so I just think that I really like that interaction because it kind of like brings that around and shows right. like Reed isn't the only one that like he's not just the baby like he, right. he contributes to the team bag. too like yeah. he can he can throw in just as well as mm-hmm. he can get out also it's, it's kind of like a nice power balancing again mm-hmm. i mean because like when it was hotch 
to read, it was very... Because yeah. Watch is Reed's boss. Yeah. You know, so there's already, like, an extreme power imbalance there. But it worked, and, like, you know, they read each other and stuff. But, yeah, there's a little bit of the whole, like, I may be your underling, but I'm going to call you out. So, Z, yeah. what were your favorite? I I really liked the two, the big game and Revelations, which are the ones with Tobias Angle. I really liked those ones. Mm-hmm. Legacy, which is the second to last one, the one in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. That one was rough. Yeah, that one is the, really the, rough. The but last scene... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where she crawls across the glass. Yeah, because yeah. it, it's it's a really. I saw it enough in Die Hard. We're good. Yeah, We're it's good. a it's We're a good. really rough episode to watch, but uh-huh. like I feel like it's good. It's it's written pretty well. Uh-huh. Um, I like all things considered. <laughs> just that moment where Morgan is flirting with that homeless lady in there. You be careful. We need more pretty ladies in the world. She's just beaming after that. And I was just like, that is so sweet. And then after that, he's like, wait, why is that guy trying to take that girl? Like, that's my girl. Where are you going with her? He cares about people. But I was watching that episode and I was thinking about like all the Star Treks that I have to watch later, (laughs) you know, because of my other podcast. Um, (laughs) And it made me realize, I was like, man, Morgan will be a great ship's counselor. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm just straight up. I was like, if the BAU was like, the USS Bow, <laughs> you know, where like it was just like a different genre. I was like, he'll be ship's counselor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. a guy that, like, when he's talking to some of these people, it's like we remember, like, Elle and how she would really kind of be very harsh and yeah. abrasive with people. He's like kind to everyone except for that child murder suspect. Right, right. Um, but he's like kind to everyone and literally treats everyone the same way he treats his friends. Yeah. I mean, not in a, like a necessarily overly familiar way, but in a like very relaxed, this is just who I am. Uh-huh. I see you for who you are and let's right. just interact with one another. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it doesn't matter that you live on the street. I am going to flirt with you because... The world needs more ladies like you in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, he what, sees people as people, as people, yeah. as opposed to whatever you know. Because we we wear masks, we all wear masks, kind of thing. And he's like, no, I'm just gonna like you're all a person, and I care about you, except for the people that diddle kids. Like right. <laughs> that, I'll personally murder you. <laughs> Morgan's a really good character. Yeah, I, I like Morgan. I really like that he he kind of has like this, like especially in the first season, kind of like this player. Like, persona, right. but, like, mm-hmm. he's not, like, a womanizer about it. Like, yeah. Like, he, he genuinely, like, enjoys, it seems like, anyways, genuinely enjoys giving people compliments. Like, that's yes. his words of affirmation is definitely his love <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, I think he got a little, he, he eased up in this season, which might mm-hmm. be yeah. actor, writer, whatever. Mm-hmm. In the first season, I was a little skeptical of him because he did have bullying tactics, especially towards Reed. He did it with some other characters, mm-hmm. too, but they dropped them for this season. Mm-hmm. He's much more evened out as the genuinely good guy who's, like, very flirtatious. See, I kind of want to push back on him being a bully in season one because I really saw it more of like like an older brother kind of thing because yeah. especially with the way that Elle bullied Reed. Yeah. Because Elle was mean to Reed. She was like, you're weird. You're an other. Right. Like, why would you do it like that? Those, that's what the way that Elle would be. Yeah. yeah. But, but the way Morgan was was kind of like, oh, you made a mistake. That means you're human, buddy. That <laughs> yeah. sucks, doesn't it? Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm human too. And like, that's kind of the vibe. Like, yeah. It felt more like, like, uh, like, see, you're not, you're not yeah. perfect and that's okay because none of us are perfect. Like, he saw, he sees Reed for who Reed is right. and appreciates Reed for who he is. Whereas, oh, yeah. Like, Elle always had that vibe of, like, can't you just be more normal? Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. No, for, Elle was incredibly ableist, too. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, 
and I, there was, a, there was just a couple scenes in season one that I was like, man, I really wish they showed up the scene where Reed and Morgan talked mm. because like, it's like the whistle after the gun thing. Cause that was right after they were like, he's taking it really personally that he didn't like renew his gun license or whatever it was. And the first thing that Morgan does was like, here's a rape whistle. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. which I was like, even though that is absolutely an older brother thing to do, like that doesn't stop older brothers from being bullies though. Yeah. Like I wish I could have seen the, the little two minutes in the break room where Morgan is like, I didn't realize I was going to accept you that much, buddy. Like, sorry. I was yeah. just joking around. We going like, I don't feel like a real cop anymore. And then Morgan be like, the fuck do you mean? Like, you're the best detective we have, you idiot. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I can see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, I can yeah, see what you're yeah. saying. But, like, like they, they calm that down. Like, they, they, I think maybe it was season one jitters. Mm-hmm. And they have definitely smoothed mm, like, that way. Yeah. yeah, season two, there was none of that. It was all just like, I'm the, the fun, flirtatious player older brother. Ha ha, look at my kid brother. I'm going to get him laid. Ha yeah. ha. Like, yeah. <laughs> the two no way outs, those were also some of my favorite uh, episodes. Yeah. Which one was that? I one? did like the, the one with Frank. Frank and Jane. Oh, yeah. The ribbons. Um, <laughs> for the last one I wrote, Frank and Jane jump in front of a train. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh, that rhymes. Um, <laughs> My, I think I like the song. first one better than the second one. The second mm-hmm. one felt a little oddly rushed. And mm, yes, yeah. anticlimactic at the end. It's going to get Gideon where he's going to go for yeah. his arc. But the last one felt a little rushed. But the first one was like really good like setup. And mm-hmm. like I liked the pacing of the first one Absolutely. where you're like, they come in and they're talking to this guy and you have no idea why they're talking to him or why he's drinking strawberry milkshakes. And then... We mm-hmm. back up and you figure out, oh, there's this whole thing happening. Yeah. yeah. I have to admit, I, I didn't necessarily like the construction of that episode. I like the really? character. Yeah, but I was just sort of, I came in, I think I was a little bit too lost mm-hmm. to begin with going like, I, it, was those, it was that moment where I was like, I see what the writers are doing, but I'm not sure I like it. Like, I know what you're trying to do and I think you actually <laughs> even did it well. I just, maybe I just don't like this way of formatting. There's going to be a couple of other episodes they do something similar with. That's so. okay. Just as heads up. That's okay. It wasn't bad. It wasn't yeah. my least favorite. It just, like, I... It just wasn't for me. Yeah. yeah. Cool. All right. Let's go to our commercial. <laughs> it's time for another re-explaining. This time with C. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I wasn't ready. <laughs> I mean, I can even do it again. Okay, so, like we mentioned in the first half of the episode, um, we got to see Derek Morgan's birth date, which is June 6th, 1973, which makes him a Gemini son. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. He definitely has, like, that, like, social butterfly energy. He's a Virgo moon, which I'm a little skeptical on. And I, I, I gotta say, like, I know that this isn't gonna be 100% accurate because obviously, like, the writers didn't do astrology work like they should have before they started writing. <laughs> right. But, you know, it, it happens, oversight happens. It's it's okay, I guess. Um, so, I, I don't know that I appreciate the Virgo moon or the Cancer Mercury. I can see the Cancer Venus a little bit. And I don't know about Pisces Mars. I really expected there to be a lot more fire in his chart. Yeah. So I have to say I'm a little disappointed, but the Gemini part checks out. So at least they did a little bit of that research. Can so can I ask a question? Absolutely. Why is the Virgo moon inaccurate? I'm not. I'm not saying you're wrong. I just right. want you to go more into it. Okay. So so the the moon placement is how you are like when you're at your most comfortable. Like when you're with your people or uh-huh. you're in your home. Like right. 
how you are then is your moon sign. Uh-huh. Virgos are ruled by Mercury the way the Gemini is, so they're very social, which that part makes sense. Okay. But I kind of expected him to be a Capricorn moon. Okay. Because um, Capricorns are also an Earth sign, and they lean a little bit more toward, like, work and, uh, like, duties. Uh-huh. And Virgo is a little bit more, like, they need control and organization and things like that. Oh. So I was, I was like, the, the Earth sign isn't that off, but I would have expected him to be more of a Capricorn moon. Okay. Um, and then I would I kind of expected um, a fire rising or a fire Mercury, but I didn't know what time it he was born, so I couldn't do his rising. So right. that's my reads flame. <laughs> <laughs> I buy it. Yeah. If you enjoy this show, you might also enjoy our other shows on PartyApocalypse.com. As the myth turns, the fourth wall, and Friendables in their entirety. You can also stream new episodes of Cabin in the Woods with friends of the show, Donna Kenzie and producer Mac Boyle. Hey, producer Mac Boyle. Hey! <laughs> and the holodeck is bro- broken also with producer Mac Boyle. Hey, producer Mac Boyle. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Back to the episode! <laughs> One of the things that I think where it lost me a little bit, they, they, they did really hard and heavy of... This is the most prolific serial killer ever. Mm. The most dangerous man. Blah, 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 blah. Except they just sort of like, it was after we've already seen him drinking a milkshake at a diner. Yeah. And I think it might have been hard hitting for me if it was like the body or or something. I don't know. Like we only took Gideon's word that this was the most, Mm -hmm. you know, prolific serial killer. And like, and I understand now why, because he's killed like hundreds of people, which is like, I I get that now. But like, I was at the beginning, I was just like, okay. I guess we're talking to this dude who looks like a high school principal, like, I guess, <laughs> mm. for reasons. And then he's 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 being very creepy, but so are most high school principals. <laughs> so, like, I guess, you know. I, and at that point, I was kind of, like, checking out. Yeah. So. I think they cast Frank really well. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, because he does look like a normal dude. Yeah. And yeah. I, I think that was kind of their goal, was to make him look really unassuming. Mm-hmm. I think, it, like, that juxtaposition was a little bit what they were going for. Yeah. But I can kind of see why that wouldn't be your jam. Like, yeah. But he's also very, like, I mean, he had to have been to not get caught. He was very controlled mm-hmm. and, like, right. calm Terrible. and could, like, have enough of a witty repartee with Gideon right. to be, like... You know, the hunter and the hunted sort yeah. of a vibe. Yeah. Also, I wasn't sure, like, what did Frank do for money? Not not as for killing. I really thought he, he was stole, a truck driver. <laughs> he, he stole um, cash and money out of their ATMs and stuff. It mentions, oh. it's it's like a really brief throwaway mm, line okay. about, like, oh, we saw that the card, their, all their cards were used, like, this far from the locations they were dumped. So okay. it's, it's okay. kind of a throwaway line, but yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. In in the beginning of that episode, just to totally just he just so he spends his entire life just killing people. So yeah. It's basically like and then he extracts his fee for murdering you. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't okay. worry, I'll I'll pay myself later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you for the solvation fee. I'll take your arm and your rib now. I'll get that. But like I guess I don't know. They kind of because when they were doing the flashbacks of trying to figure out who this guy was, I was like, it's a truck driver. <laughs> like I recognize that. That makes sense because yeah. he was driving, you know, yeah. back and forth across. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. also like people don't pay attention to what truck drivers they have. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's a it's a shit job. So they're like, okay, as long as you can get the goods from A to B, we kind of don't care. Yeah. And so they'll hire whatever creepy motherfucker they'll have to. I've known several truck drivers. Yeah, most of them are great people, but some of them are sketch. Yeah, just I'm just doing a face in an auditory only format. <laughs> 
I, I really liked this line, this particularly No Way Out, the first part, had mm-hmm. a lot of really good lines. Mm-hmm. Also, I think that episode is the reason that I'm obsessed with, like, name meanings. Oh, yeah. It's like, it's like a weird hyperfixation of mine. Uh-huh. Um, and I think it might be because of this episode. So <laughs> yeah. that was fun to be like, oh, great, Frank the serial killer inspired one of my hobbies. <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> wrong it's like well, at parents least you picked that up and not the rib <laughs> the collecting yeah. 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 oh i could make it into a whistle <laughs> yeah i was like oh god jane no yeah um, um yeah but, but yeah it had a lot of good it had a lot of good lines i really liked the what's the psychopath got in the bag jason yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i like that, that one very good um i also liked the if i ever find myself feeling like you you do i'll kill myself gideon and then frank being like call me first i'd love to pick your brains <laughs> that, was, that was a good that was such exchange. a Hannibal Lecter. I thought it was really interesting that they backed um, No Way Out right behind the big game, which is the first Tobias Hankel one, and then immediately followed it up with the second Tobias Hankel one, mm-hmm. but made us wait for the second No Way Out. Yeah. That was just mm-hmm. an interesting setup that they had. Yeah. Well, I think I think that was to denote um, time had passed. Like, they really did let Frank go. Yeah. And he was gone for a while. Yeah. Like, the Tobias Henkel, like, they, they, like, Reed was captured and, like, they, so they... Yeah. They took, they were like, it was a, it was the, le- the next thing they did was solve this case. Cause they were like, we can't let this one go. Yeah. I think, I think uh, the weird part, I guess, is that they put right the first part of a first parter in front of the first part of another, right. like, two part. There was no, there cushion. was no, like, break. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just thought that was interesting. Maybe they just really wanted emotions to run high. <laughs> yeah. So least favorite episodes then? Oh, Jones. Jones? Yeah, I, so that, so, it was kind of a meh episode already all around, and then they were, then they did the whole Jack the Ripper thing, which was like, mm. I, sometimes, I really, Jack the Ripper has been so overdone in other procedural cop shows, like, mm. every procedural cop show has a Jack the Ripper episode, yeah. and it's just one of those things I think it's almost like a knee-jerk reaction of like, oh, it's the fucking Jack the Ripper, of course it is, yeah. you know, for me to, like, start to take it not seriously, but then they have this incredibly misogynistic speech <laughs> by the cop the new orleans cop that i was like well that's the only time i ever need to hear that in my entire life so yeah. yep we're good nailed it one we're done i'm never watching that one again i think that's interesting i gave it four stars <laughs> it's not a bad one i really like that it's the first time that we get to see uh will Lamontagne jr mm-hmm. it's because he becomes a reoccurring character i don't want to spoil his involvement mm-hmm. but okay. um he wasn't bad but he is no. reoccurring, yeah. He is reoccurring, though. Okay. Um, and I really like him. I think there was a lot of initially, when he became a reoccurring character, if I remember right, there was a lot of um, uproar in the fandom because they weren't thrilled with the way that he remained in the show for shipping reasons. Mm. Oh, um, okay. It, it, it interrupted other ships that were God, really popular. I can see that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I was never a fan that, of that are, ship. Those are dumb reasons, guys. Yeah. You yes. you keep that to Tumblr. Yeah. <laughs> you don't go atting people with that. Yeah. But I I don't know. I like Will. I'm like yelling directly into the microphone. Like, that's <laughs> I, I am personally talking to my audience right now. <laughs> okay, so you didn't like Jones. Yeah. I mean, they're just the... Certain constructions of that episode, i.e. the Jack the Ripper kind of thing. It was... It felt like... She could have easily have not done the Jack the Ripper thing mm-hmm. and just been another serial killer. But instead it was like the writers are like, this is our Jack the Ripper episode. And I'm like, not into it. And then of course, like this, the speech was good. I just want, I want to lay it down. Like that, 
all of the writing was accurate in terms of characterization and actual humanization. It's just that I don't need to hear it again. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it, I grew up with that bullshit. No. <laughs> one of the things about going back and watching this show that has been on air since like the early 2000s right. is seeing the way that like society has changed and the way that yeah. it's influenced that. And I just, I think it's interesting that like, you're right. Like the speech that he gives is very accurate, but right. it is like. It's overwhelmingly, yeah, just like hard to swallow now when it's so out of the norm. Yeah. Um. Now, even in incredibly misogynistic conservative places, of which I would say that we probably like live in one of the, not the worst one, but definitely top 10 mm-hmm. bad. There's a sense that now that cop, if he was saying the same speech, he would have been like, I'm hearing what I'm saying. Like, he would have thought it, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, like, you like you hear the words coming out of your mouth and be like, I do now. Whoopsies. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, like, back then, it was, like, like even in 2005-ish, because this was, what, 2007, six? six, six yeah. yeah. He was just sort of like, did I say anything wrong? Like, he yeah. was defensive of the, the hatred that he mm-hmm. was spewing. While it's now, that's something that definitely people think. But, like, when you have to voice your opinion out loud, you're like, I recognize that this sounds bad. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I appreciate that people were calling him out. Yes. Mm-hmm. That, and it's even, like, like... Well, that's what you have to do, Back honestly. then with Will's dad got him suspended or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or tried to. Yeah, yeah, tried how- to tried to get him written up for what he did. Um, so somebody back then realized how yeah. messed up he was. And then now they're yeah. like, hey, what? And then I love, especially the women on the team are like, so you're telling me that. Right, right. <laughs> like, I, I I appreciate that, like, you know, to some degree they're calling him out in the moment. Like, yes. you're dumb. Like, what's going on? We're like, wow, that's like, incredibly misogynistic. Yeah. How are you a cop? Right. <laughs> like, you should not be allowed near women. <laughs> no, no, exactly. Yeah. And then even Will is like, um, if you don't help us, then I'm going to get you. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. just like, I guarantee I'll, like, make it, I'll make it I'll stick. finish the job yeah. my daddy started. Like, yeah, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> I think that's one of the things I really like about Will is like, Will, we don't put up with shit. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, he's, he later, when you get to know him more, he is a very caring guy. Like, mm-hmm. he's very, he gives strong water and earth um, energy. I just, I just like Will. Will's a good dude. I just like <laughs> Will. He was good. I like I liked his character. Like it's it's unfortunate that it's just like he appears in the episode where I'm like I'm never gonna watch that right. again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but yeah, no, you'll have he, plenty he more of him to enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, I'll get yes. reintroduced. I'm like that's his first episode. We don't talk about that other one. <laughs> <laughs> we think his accent gets a little bit less ridiculous over time. Yeah, a little bit. So. Yeah, I was, I was actually wondering. I I was gonna do extracurricular research and then I didn't because I didn't. Um, is who? Where is that actor from? Is that a fake accent? <laughs> Like, I mean, almost certainly. I hope it's a fake accent. Yeah, because the thing with the Louisiana accent is I've met enough people from Louisiana that I'm like, it could be real. <laughs> and maybe I'm just not, like, uh, fluent enough in, in, like, Creole, Cajun. Yeah. It's like, I've, I've gone to spring break in New Orleans many times, and I'm like, I've heard some people who talk like that. He's from West Virginia. Okay. okay, all right, so, so not, not much of a stretch, <laughs> but at the same time, not his native. Okay, cool, yeah, cool, yeah, cool, yeah. cool, cool. I think he leans a little bit on his native a little it goes, um, as he goes on. It goes Virginian a couple of times, and I was like, I don't know, maybe. I'm from, <laughs> you know, not there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Southern, but I'm not that Southern. <laughs> Laura, what was your least favorite episode? Um, There's a few that are just sort of meh for me. Um, 
but I think maybe my least favorite was number 20, Honor Among Thieves. Oh, that was oh, a dumb yeah. one, too. That one... Yeah. That one isn't First of all, yeah, I'm it's just skippable. not a, like, mob gangstery kind of person. Like, those aren't my favorite kinds of stories right away. And I wasn't, like, super caring yet about, like, Emily and her mom's mm. interactions. Like, Emily hasn't been a character long enough for me to, like, right. feel a way about that. But, yeah, and but even then, like, the, the episode just sort of fizzles. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, it, it feels like it starts out as this thing. And then it turns out to be this other thing, and you're like, wait, that's dumb. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's just, it, it it was just sort of a, an episode that just kind of lifts right out. Like, I don't yeah, need it for sure. anything. It, yeah. it was a twist that didn't have to turn that way. Yeah. And it would yeah. have been more interesting if it had just stayed the way it was. Yes. It was one of those, you know, you walk out of the theater and you go, wait a second, why didn't they do this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and it, it was it was that for me. Yeah. Like, it, it was nothing. Like, it was just kind of an eh episode. Yeah. But, like, I called it. I was like, oh, the chick did it. But <laughs> that might have been father. the more interesting way to end it is right. if she's helping the investigation the whole time and they're trying to figure it out. And right. then the the only surprise at the end is, oh, just kidding. The chick did it. Right. Was running away with the dude. And she's like, whatever, just kill my dad. And then yeah. Yeah. they walk out together. And, and then they're they, like, what? They, they have did? the money or whatever. And right. Walk into right. The but the whole Never other thing happening in that, I'm just like, I don't need that yeah. Yeah. yeah it just seemed like why did we watch this this seemed to have very little bearing on the bau plot yeah i was interested in the emily and print emily prentice emily is prentice. <laughs> emily prentice and her mom thing mm-hmm. mostly because of the speech she gives earlier in the season about the whole like i think politics ruins families <laughs> yeah. and i'm like oh that's some mommy issues and now yeah. mommy walks in and i'm like where are the issues i'm watching <laughs> i'm taking notes on your issues but i also think it maybe they just leaned on it a little too much in this season season overall where some rando not not a random person but sometimes random can just walk into the BAU and be like I have this case for you that I need help solving and they're like let's figure out our jurisdiction first and but like it felt like that happened a lot so by the time we get to like because that's at the Emily's mother's episodes like near the end mm-hmm. so by the time we get to that I was like six other people have already walked into their office this apparently season apparently anybody hey, can help hire me with them. this case right yeah. but you can just call them and they're like I need your consultation services apparently <laughs> I didn't notice that but that's accurate because they did that in Legacy too with the, yeah. the OCD detective yeah, yep. yeah and they, they did just, it with the um, JJ's the sports girls who got mm-hmm. kidnapped uh-huh. yeah because it was literally that wasn't even a cop that was a fucking mom that walks in going like I'm looking for JJ right yeah. that's true I forgot about that Jennifer Jerome, and it's just sort of like you're a soccer mom, yeah. <laughs> literally. My least favorite episode was psychodrama. I read you guys my oh yeah my little spiel, my about, my summary uh, before the episode. I'll do it again for the for the listeners. While on meth, a man with unspecified trauma and a history in psychodrama therapy makes hostages act out fucked up fantasies that he wishes he could act out against his mother. Hotch misses Jack's testing and somehow in the same day is diagnosed with some also unspecified quote unquote condition. All of the audience's questions are definitely answered. I felt like this was a waste of my time. Yeah. <laughs> Despite the fact that this is the first episode that Reed gets to do a geographic profile, which is kind of his thing later on. Uh-huh. And that Gideon, Gideon has a really good line where he's talking to Unsub's mom. She's like, um, it's not his fault. And he's like, was it your fault? Yeah. I was, I was like, I was like, I really, I relate to that because there are some people in my life that I wish I could right? ask that of. Yeah. <laughs> 
But that was my least favorite one. It just, like, nothing was fleshed out. Like, it was just like, here's a thing, and we're not going to tell you why it happened like that, which is our whole gimmick. And it just, I just wasn't a fan. It just reminded me of Sucker Punch, because they do psychobabble Mm. in in that movie. Is essentially what her, all of her fantasies are, are Mm. psychobabbles. Okay. It looks like that's all the time we have for this episode. Um, we've got to get back to cleaning out desk drawers and stuff. Oh, yeah. So get to that, Eris, and we'll uh, meet me? you. I yep. oh, uh, we'll meet you uh, out front at dawn. Somebody We're go you need to Oh my god! Somebody left a tuna sandwich in here. Mm. Protein. No. <laughs> okay. Bye. <laughs> bye. It's just a little cough. It's not going to kill me. COVID nineteen.